Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey. And we are the Mark Out Movie Podcasters. And today we're coming with a little bit of what, Brandon? Movie news, Aaron. Movie news. Movie news. Let me mute my phone. Aaron, movie news. I thought he was going to do the whole movie news. I got to leave it open for you sometimes. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. So, but before we hit the movie news, Brandon asked me to see a couple of trailers. I haven't watched any one of them yet. So, this is my first time watching them. I'm going to watch them with Brandon. And so, uh, let me go ahead and get to the screen share. I should have already had this ready, but you know. You know. I'm, I'm an amateur. Uh, hey, right. sell tickets, Aaron. Way to sell tickets. Uh, hey, hey, you, you get you getting the whole experience with us. <laughs> All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. One, two, three. One, two, three. This back. <laughs> getting reacquainted with old friends. <laughs> Uncle George. The reason I'm back home, my father, he's gone missing. He wrote me. The place he wants me to go is in Lovecraft country. This place is dangerous. to the real strange part. Hmm. I want to welcome our newest four-star general, Mark Naird, formerly number two at the Air Force. Thank you. It has always been my dream to command a service branch. Our nation's internet runs through our vulnerable space satellites. POTUS wants complete space dominance. To that end, the president is creating a new branch, Space Force, <laughs> which Mark will run. What? This is a great adventure we are embarking on today. There will be setbacks, but greatness was never won without sacrifice. Oh, he is blowing it just like you thought. Yeah, it is a complete shit show. Oh, my dry cleaner. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they lost my dress <laughs> wipes. Space should be a zone of wonder, not of conflict and death. As a scientist, you have a loyalty to reason. It makes you a little untrustworthy. How much was that prototype? Four million? Middle schools. Cost as much as four new middle schools. Fuck. Fuck! Are you running? No, keep up. Your attitude seems to be give us money and don't look while we militarize things. You are running. Keep up. Hey, bud, what are you doing? Got suspended. Gave a teacher the finger. His blood pressure is spiking. Brad? No interruptions for five minutes.
있겠습니까? Think about it, Brandon. I would have uh, got us to, so we can go ahead and watch that Parks and Rec uh, reunion together. But I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. So, uh, but no, man. Uh, first Lovecraft Country. Uh, uh, HBO does really good with when it comes to like uh, dealing with like uh, African American based programming and uh, and with Jordan Peele, what's up with him taking songs and making them creepy? He takes a simple song and make it creepy, man. He, it's just Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I liked it, man. I liked it. Uh, you know, I'm anxious to see it. Um, I mean, after watching The Watchmen on HBO, um, Lovecraft Country looks like it's going to be really good. Um I'm I'm curious to see uh, how it how it is. Uh, good cast. It looks like a pretty good little cast in it. So yeah, I don't know a lot of them, but yeah, uh, the main girl was in Underground. Uh, so I did watch that on WGN for two seasons. <laughs> she, she's also in uh, most recently. She was in uh, The Birds of Prey. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she's a she's a uh, canary. Black Canary, I think, yeah. whatever her name sing. is, huh? She can sing. Yes, she can, and she's actually uh, Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett's, uh sister. He was in Empire, and he's the one that uh, caught some flack for some controversy. But yeah, that's their 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 brothers and sisters. She's been acting for a long time. She's been acting since she was a little girl. Uh, so she's. I'm glad to see her still working. Uh, in the business, um, but yeah, it looks like it's a good, good little show. Um, uh, I forget his name, Courtney Vance, I think. Yeah, it looks like he was in it. He's a great actor. Uh, I believe married to uh, Angela Bassett. I think it's Angela Bassett's husband. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the the father that he's looking for is a uh, I can't think of his name. God forgive me. Uh, but he's from Half and Leonard. Hmm. Yeah, I know him from. Uh, he was in uh, The Wire. He, I've seen him in other stuff. He's he has that uh, that uh, scar down his face. Yeah, it's very prominent scar. But he's a. Uh, I'm glad to see he's him still acting too. He's a really good actor. Yes, he uh, is. Yeah. But, so you um, it. Yeah, I did actually enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. All right, <laughs> moving on to uh, 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 space uh, space force. 
uh, it's like a con collection of the office, people from uh, person from Parks and Rec, and Friends. So it was kind of a and a Modern Family. The guy that plays, uh, I don't know what he plays in there. He's an older guy. He plays like uh, Phil Dunphy's uh, father in Modern Family. So uh, you know, it was really cool just kind of see people from all these different types of shows that were that were popular kind of together. Lisa Kudrow is good to see her acting again. Um, Steve, Steve Carell, uh, it looks like this is just right up his alley. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Michael Scott 2.0. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he, yeah, he could be Michael without being Michael, but, uh, and that's probably what he needed was a show like that, like a show like this that can, uh, make him, uh, uh kind of, push him back out in the atmosphere a little bit more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What did you think about it? Oh, I, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought, I loved when he's singing, you know, at the end. Uh, I crack up with that. I, I, but overall, the whole, the Space Force uh, program, uh, just, it's so out there, you know, that they would think <laughs> that they would give us to him. Obviously, He's not a good person to be in control of anything, mm -hmm. aka Michael Scott. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just it just it's gonna just go downhill with him in in the lead, and I I can't wait to see it. But yeah. I will say this: uh, I'm, uh, the person I'm looking forward to seeing the most is probably Ben Schwartz because he does John Raphael. Yeah, um, or Sonic. Sonic or Sonic. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't normally get to see him like in a other than the voice acting, you know what I mean? He does a lot of voice acting. So Parks and Rec was pretty much the only thing I've seen him in live, you know, yeah. in person. So uh, I'm curious to see what he does and what he brings to it. Yeah, it was good. to uh, I seen the Parks and Rec, uh, you know, reunion. It was good to see him again. Pop, he pops, like a little bit, everybody pops up. So that's no spoilers. Just like a lot of, a lot of people pop up in it. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, it just... <laughs> I just enjoy him. Uh, I just, you know, it looks like it's just a, a really funny, it's going to be a really funny show. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Netflix, they probably released the whole season. It comes out this month, right? Yeah, end of the month. Yeah, okay. And All right. Uh, yeah. 29th or something. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm interested in it. Uh, and uh, like I said, I wish I thought about it. I would have. We probably don't have time to watch a whole reunion episode of <laughs> Parks and Rec. I'm pretty sure that's illegal, but uh, just <laughs> but it would have been fun just to get your your reaction to seeing some of your favorites like Ron and stuff. But I know yeah. you'll watch it and you'll let me know what you think about it. Yeah, I'll watch it probably this weekend probably. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So it's it's soon. I'm glad. I, I want to hear from you, but uh. All right, hit me with some of that movie news. All right, let me get this. It's not coming up here. Okay, here we go. Okay. So I'll, I'll start it. You all right, Aaron? You okay? Yeah, trying to brighten my screen a little bit. What's that? I was brightening my screen a little bit. The water right. did not help. <laughs> all right, okay. First up, okay. Tiger King TV show adaptation cast Nicolas Cage as Joe Exotic. 
What are your thoughts on this, Aaron? If anybody can play Joe Exotic, I would say Nicolas Cage is a front runner. Other than that, I would definitely give it to David Spade. I think David Spade. David Spade just <laughs> seems like he would be Joe Exotic. Um, or Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey could, but he'll be doing an impersonation. I think Nick will take it and make it his own, make him his like like his own entity. Uh, but I don't know. I, I would rather see uh, David Spade, but Nick Nick Cage, he he has he has done no wrong here recently. So I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Nicholas Cage is gonna get nominated. First performance here. You watch and see. Nick Cage is is on the he's on the, he's coming back. Well, he's already okay. back in my book. He's been back. But <laughs> Nick Cage is gonna get nominated. Mm-hmm. Nominated, Aaron. Okay. Do you feel me? Do you I hear, hear me? I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, do you know? Do you hear I'm, me? I'm hearing and I'm spelling what you're cooking. Even though <laughs> we're like miles away from one another. But yes. We're, we're definitely miles away. I'm excited about this. I did not see the Netflix docu series show. No, I did not. He's putting his hand in my face. No, I'm um, trying to brighten it up, trying to see if it works. I see people on YouTube do that, but I guess they're not black, so it doesn't work for me. <laughs> he went there. He went there. So uh, there we go. Okay, I guess I'll move on to that topic. Uh, I do think Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage, will get nominated. Uh, okay. I don't, for his performance here, I think. I believe you. It did, well. Is is it going to be on Netflix? Have you heard? I would hope so. I haven't heard, but regardless, I, I, I see it probably being on AMC or something. AMC. <laughs> They're weird like that. All right. Up next, um, it's more of a question than. Mm-hmm. Movie news because we talked about this in the past. Uh, there's a new GI Joe movie in the works after Snake Eyes. Uh, do you think they're hatching their eggs too early, or do you think it's like good marketing to announce this before Snake Eyes comes out to get people excited? I think they're hatching their eggs too early, uh, <laughs> but also I'm going to go out on a limb and say you can release into theaters if it's coming to theaters. Uh, you can release a piece of crap in theaters and it's going to make money after this pandemic because of like people, listen to what I'm saying. People are going to want to see a movie in theaters regardless of what it is. And so... Why are you going to lead off with a piece of crap? Well, because I don't like G.I. Joe. I think that it's, that's all been a piece of crap. A lot of pieces of crap that makes a collection of poop. But anyway, so I think that uh, this movie will probably make money because uh, de facto folks is going to want to go to the movie theaters to see something. And so, yes, they're maybe not, uh, you know, jumping jumping the shark a little bit. (laughs) Um, You already called it a piece of crap, though, Aaron. I can't can't forgive that. (laughs) I haven't seen it. Call it a piece of crap. You've become one of those. <laughs> the one G.I. Joe movie that I've seen was the one with Marlon Wayans in it, and it was terrible. Well, and it wasn't G.I. Joe, though. It, was it not G.I. That was G.I. Joe. 
It was. It was called G.I. Joe, but it wasn't G.I. Joe. You but know what I mean? There's no need to watch the rest of them. I, I, I think I even seen the second one after that, but I wasn't pleased with that. So I was just like, I'm done with this. I just moved on, G.I. Joe. I didn't play with them as kids, so it wasn't no hair off my back. Skin off my back? Skin off my back. Not hair on my back. I don't have a hairy back, so hey. Well, there you go. You don't have a hairy back. I mean, you just – there's so many shocking developments here today, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Aaron is revealed and he has no hair on his back. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm glad that was a revelation we all needed to know. <laughs> well, I just wanted everyone to know where I stand with G.I. Joe. All right. Uh, what are your, what's your thoughts? Oh, I'm very I'm very pleased. Well, not pleased with the former G.I. Joe movies, but I'm very pleased with this news that they are in, in development of uh, an actual G.I. Joe movie. Uh, I love Snake Eyes. Who's going to be in it? Do you know? What's that? Who's going to be in it? Do you know? They haven't announced any uh, any cast members, but you know, there's a, I think what they're I, I have a theory of what they're doing, and I'll get to it later because I have something that kind of connects to it. But as far as I'm concerned, I think look, I kind of agree with you hatching too soon, but I think it is also good that to know that they are planning something for a GI Joe universe. So uh, mm-hmm. they I feel they have faith in it. So, I think that's good news. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but uh, you definitely shouldn't go in development with this movie until after Snake Eyes is out there. You know, I agree. Yeah, I agree. You agree with me on that? I agree with you. I'm but with I am you. a big GI Joe fan. I didn't particularly love the first movie. I thought for what it was, it was fun. You know, Channing Tatum got to act like an action star. So there you go, Marlon Wayans too. <laughs> Brandon, do you have a problem with Shannon Tatum? Is this what I'm hearing? I'm hearing, I'm hearing a problem with Shannon Tatum. This is the reason why I say that you have a problem with Shannon Tatum. Okay, exhibit, exhibit A, exhibit A. You hated White House Down. It came oh, out same. It came out same year as uh, mm-hmm. the other one. What's the other one called? Did you love? Yeah, there you go. The real action year. star, yeah. No, no, we disagree on this. Rockefeller is a real action star. I'm, I'm all about White House now. I thought that was a great movie. You like uh, that movie because of Jamie Foxx? Don't lie. No, I like it because Shannon Tatum. I thought he's good. I thought I was like, I felt like I felt like this is this is uh, the uh, successor to Die Hard. That's why I felt too bad that didn't work out for me. But that's what I, my my feelings was initially when I saw the movie. Uh, of course, Olympus has fallen, has been falling for like years now, and it keeps falling, and things yeah. keep happening with Gerard Butler. And I don't and know, three more movies and a TV series. And I don't know how Morgan Freeman is still president. The, the reign of a president is not that long. Okay, first off, Aaron, you haven't seen the movies if you just made that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan Freeman became the president in the third movie. Oh, really? The third movie. <laughs> Aaron oh. Heckhart was the president in the first two movies. His term ended. Morgan moved up. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I have it. All right. Morgan but anyway. has been in every movie. Okay. But he, he has, has been in every one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but Shannon Tatum, as Exhibit A, Exhibit B, 
is your reference of what you just did here with him about this. I don't even know if you like him in anything. Magic Mike, I don't know if you liked him in uh, Dear John. I don't like. I don't think you liked. Him. Did you like him in Twenty One Jump Street? Uh, I do like him in Twenty One Jump Street. All right, you froze. I think it's more to do with uh, his uh, chemistry with uh, Jonah Hill. Okay. Okay. All right, move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> but to answer your question, <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of Channing Tatum. I think he should stick to dancing on stages for women. <laughs> and that's not gonna get a lot of love from any woman that likes Channing Tatum, but that's just how I feel about it. <laughs> hey, women, at least one half of the podcast, the Mark at Movie podcast, is in your corner as far as being a fan of Shannon Tatum. I'm Team Shannon Tatum. It, it's it, it's not that I, I'm attracted to him or anything like that, Brandon. It's nothing like that. I just like the guy. Just just he has he has uh, I can't uh, he's like just like it reminds me like the the love I have for Chris Pratt. Just somebody that I'm like, man, like if he send you a person, it seems like he'd be like a really cool person to hang out with. That's what I get from him. I, I could see that about Chris Pratt, but I just can't see that about Channing Tatum. Well, Chris for real, but Chris is my boy. <laughs> I love Chris Pratt. Chris I'm I'm team Chris Pratt. But anyway, Shannon Tatum, I'm still your boy. I'm still with you, Shannon. Although you have Shannon. made some really bad ones. Shannon. Shannon. I'm saying his name right. Anyway, uh, I'm Southern. Anyway, he <laughs> is not bad. It's just like he made some really bad mistakes movie-wise, like that Jupiter's Rising thing or Ascending. I don't know which one it was going, rising or falling. But it fell. <laughs> <laughs> but bad idea. I'm sorry. I know what they wanted to do. It just did not pan out. But, you know, I don't know. Good luck. I will, God bless him. I will say, uh, I don't hate the movie, Dear John. It just went in some directions. I didn't see it going. But I thought he was good in it. Like, I think he's, a, he's, he's good for those type of movies. Like I said, when, uh, women-based films. So um, romantic comedies or yeah. dramas or something like that, but not you know, action. What's going to get the women out there to see him? I don't think women are going to go out and see action movies, particularly. You know, I think keep him in the romantic era. John Rowling, I think he'll he'll do fine. And Aaron's turning his camera. <laughs> trying to brighten myself up. I need help, Brandon. You want to brighten yourself up, and I want to dim myself, but you know. That's <laughs> Ebony and Ivory. Okay, so what is the next on the movie news, buddy? Okay, up next. <laughs> He's singing Ebony and Ivory over here, and I, I don't know why. <laughs> you are black. And I am white, you are No, you got that backwards. You are black and I am white. <laughs> well, have you ever seen the Saturday Night Live uh, skit with Eddie Murphy and uh, yeah. not, not Eddie Murphy? I forget the guy's name. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't remember his name at all. I'm fa- I see his face in my mind. Can't tell you his name. But I see him. But you see him. I see him. Clear as day. Can't tell you his name. Just like some people just didn't stick out Saturday Night Live for me. Eddie did. Obviously, Chris Rock did. David Spade, uh, Chris Farley, those guys, uh, you know, all of them. They, like, that was stuck out, but not this guy. Not this guy. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, the guy, the ladies' man guy? No. This is 
in the era of Eddie Murphy, man. It's like in the 80s. Yeah, I've seen some clips of Eddie, but I, I didn't, like, watch it. <laughs> yeah, the guy was playing Sinatra. He was, he was um, uh, playing Sinatra in the skit. Although the best Sinatra is Phil Hartman. Yeah. Hands down. But, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't help you here because it was before my time. <laughs> Everything's before your time, essentially. It's well, not everything. Just that particularly was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like early 80s, right? Yeah. It's it's not born. before it's not before my time. Although Saturday Night Live started like, what, 78, 77? 70-something. Uh, it, it predates me, like, the first, I know this is a. I'm going on a rant. I'm sorry, but uh, you know, Gilda <laughs> Radner. Uh, let's see, uh, Carol Kane. I think is her name. I'm not. I might be wrong on Carol Kane's name. Might not. It's not Carol Kane. I forget her name. Uh, but it's the like she was in uh, Third Rock from the Sun. I think she was in that show. She was an original cast member of Saturday Night Live as well. Um, Conehead. Yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mom and Coneheads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, Chevy Chase, he was a part of the original cast, uh, Bill Murray. Those mm-hmm. are the standouts. Bill, Chevy, Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, and yeah, I, I say that, Nick Gilda. I say those are the standouts that year. It goes way back. I have seen, like, the first couple episodes of Saturday Night Live when it was on Netflix at once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, never got through it. Did you find it boring? No, this, no, I just never. Okay. I gotta, it's it's like gonna, seasons, Aaron. I was going to say, it's going to rattle some cages. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry, buddy. Okay, all right. Up next, James Wan is teaming up with John Wick writers for Hunting Season, a time travel epic. What are your thoughts of James Wan? Not, you know, doing horror. Well, he's not. He's not doing horror, but I mean, he's he went from horror to doing like superhero films. I'm including Fast and Furious in that era, in that genre. Uh, now he's doing time travel. What do you, what do you think he's uh, searching for? I mean. You think he's just trying to branch out on everything? I mean, just what are your thoughts there? Yeah, I would say that he is. I say that he is trying to branch out into being able to, uh, you know, be able to say that I had my hand in a little bit of every genre of uh, somebody came in the room <laughs> or the door opened by itself. It's one or the other. It's creepy if it's just nobody. Although you're looking in and you're acknowledging someone's presence. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, uh, John Wick uh, and <laughs> James Wan. I feel, hey, there she is. All right. Uh, so I think that it's a <laughs> – I feel like it is a good idea for him to branch out. I think it's every every director – uh, it doesn't have to stick with just one genre, although us fans may want them to do so. It's good to have them to spread their wings and try out different genres to be able to see, you know. And they, they you never know. They might find a different genre and be like, you know, I really enjoy doing this type of film and do more of those films. Yeah. <laughs> no, nicely put, Aaron. Nicely put. Don't necessarily want them to stick in the same genre they want us you know 
branch out and move away from what made them famous. You're saying it wrong, though. No. No, it's not just that. It's not just that. It's that they want to They're too good for it, man. No, no, they want to explore. Explore different things. John John did it. Uh, James Bond apparently is trying to do it. Huh? I I said some people probably would say he shouldn't have tried. I think it's not a bad idea. I mean, even like even he played within within the genre. He made some movies, western type of films, as we know. Uh, yeah. So he played within the genre, and so it's okay to branch out and do other things. You know, uh, oh, it is like if if Quentin Tarantino had made a he's made action uh, and dark comedy, but he's also made a horror. And uh, you know, uh, I believe he did did I believe uh, from Dust to Dawn is that his or is that Robert Robert Rodriguez's? Robert Rodriguez. See, they they both kind of. They're on that level to me where I sometimes forget which one did what, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah. So yeah. So Robert Rodriguez has done action and horror. Um, and, but he hasn't really done, I don't think he's done anything. Like, I don't know what he's done recently. I don't think he's done anything recently. I'm not sure. Um, but Quentin, I, I guess Quentin hasn't done horror. Uh, so I, I cancel my point because <laughs> Quentin hasn't done horror. He technically hasn't directed it, but he's he's done it. <laughs> he's been he's been about a part of it. Yeah, he wrote the I think the script to From Dust Till Dawn. I think maybe they both did. Uh, I know he was heavily involved in that movie. Maybe he just produced it. He did something. <laughs> but uh, as far as James, you know, I, no, I'm not hating on the idea. I think it's it's good for him to branch out. I just. You never want to see someone branch out too far where they forget where they come come from. Do you feel you know like I mean? that is? Yeah, I feel you. But do you feel like that is a a real risk that could happen? Like that, with James Wan could yeah. branch out and get so far out there, it's like oh, and distance himself from like. Yeah, horror? I do. Because I, I think he's a, uh, I, I think he's bigger than horror. You know, as far as uh, genre filmmaking, uh, just I think he's going to end up. And I know this is going to be, like, hard for you to accept. <laughs> but I do think when his career's over, um, I think he's going to be bigger than Carpenter. Uh, like, I know a lot of people probably be like, I don't know. But I, I do. I think he's I think he's one of the best filmmakers out there. I think he's one I, of the most underrated as well. But I think he is one of the best filmmakers out there. He's currently in the new class of, of uh, I would say, new class of horror directors. Uh, um, you know, of course he's done more than horror, but yeah. I don't know. I would say if anyone's going to take Carpenter's mantle, it'd probably be Mike Flanagan. I think Mike Flanagan is just, he's really, I like really him, brilliant. Uh, and then, <laughs> oh, he's he's great, man. And he then, is. Uh, and then James League. Well, and then, the, and then James uh, Protégé, that guy that did uh, Invisible Man, like I want to see more yeah. stuff from him in the future because uh, he's gonna he's gonna be brilliant. Um, yeah, he is. And uh, and then um, you know um, just like the people that did like the uh, Hereditary and then you know and the other and Witch and things like that. I think that they will uh, be also really big. But yeah, you're right. James Wan is in a different class. He's in a different class. I think Mike he, could be possibly. Mainstream. 
I think Mike Flanagan could possibly be the next Wes Craven, and that's not, that's high praise because Wes was I would say number two, uh, you know, in that era of Carpenter uh, type horror films. I think he was always number two. He was always behind Carpenter. I think uh, maybe some people disagree, but I definitely think he was number two uh, as far as horror. You know, he probably I don't know. Did he have more hits than Carpenter, you think, in the horror genre? Craven? Yeah, I think I think um with Wes's stuff, uh initially his stuff has always been good, like as far as like Nightmare on M Street and you know, and, and those films, even though I think he only directed the first one. I would say that he has he didn't direct the rest of them. But then Scream, yeah. like like he's always set the genre. He's like well, a he genre back, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freddy, uh, he came back with uh, New Nightmare, yeah, which is my favorite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, like, he was really good with those. And then, like, his other stuff outside of Nightmare isn't as good. Kind of like what people say with John and uh, Halloween stuff, you know. Uh, although, uh, uh, The Thing was a flop at first, but The Thing has gone on to be one of his greatest films yeah. uh, of all times. And then They Live. It's, uh, to me, John Carpenter stuff, is it last? It has a lot more lasting uh, replay and va- value than a lot of Wes Craven stuff. Although Wes, I can't deny Wes's impact. Like the man, like he with Scream, he single-handedly revived slashers, but also took slashers in a different direction, where people will mimic that movie yeah. going forward for for years. Yeah. I mean, I, I I put him at number two, and I don't think that's an insult by any means. I think he deserves a number two spot. Like I think I feel he challenged Carpenter for number one, but you know, he just wasn't. His films, as you said, are just not as value. They're not valuable like uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, The Thing, The Fog, Christine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like those will always be with us. I mean, uh, we'll always remember those type of films. Uh, with Wes Craven, I know he did uh, How- Last House on the Left, um, The Hills Have Eyes. Um, that was his early stuff. Yeah. Then he did Nightmare on Elm Street, which I really think he changed the game with Freddy. And uh, other than that, I didn't really, I can't really pinpoint a movie he did until Scream, you know? Uh, the Shocker? Besides, besides New Nightmare. I, I, I believe he did uh, The Shocker. Yeah, he uh, did and then he did People Under the Stairs. I believe that's him. Yeah, it was. Uh, but, but, yeah, but his stuff wasn't, like, even in that era of the Shocker and People Under the Stairs, it wasn't as big as yeah. what John was doing with. And John's stuff, even though initially probably wasn't, like, well-received, like, in uh, in The Math of Madness and things like that, uh, Prince of Darkness, those stuff wasn't well received, but now has gone on, and people's like, "Oh, these are great films because you know, of they're just you know just how deep the in the message that he they had." He, I know that you're not huge on the guy, but I would compare John Carpenter a lot to uh, George Romero as far as being like, but but as far as being like a rebel when it came to directing yeah. films, yeah, you know, he was, he definitely was a rebel. Uh. Definitely. I mean, like he probably could have made a lot more films 
big budget films if he would have did what the studio wanted. But, you know, he's an anti-hero. So he's going to do his own thing. <laughs> but uh, not sure how we got off on this. I guess it was because of James Wan. <laughs> but uh, but let, let me say this, though. I think James Wan, I think that James Wan's foot in horror is uh, is is steady as far as, yeah. like, like, you can't take away from him because James Wan has single-handedly revived uh, horror uh, at least the supernatural horrors with the Conjuring films, and he did uh, it, not Insidious, but he did uh, was mm-hmm. it Insidious. He did that too. Yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Insidious. I was trying to remember the uh, other one they did. He's the master yeah. of franchises, starting them anyway. Uh, Saul, Insidious, uh, The Conjuring. I mean, he's the master at starting franchises. Yeah, and and so they, you know. I mean, you got to give him his props. I agree with you, and I would agree with you too, and say that he is, uh, he is, he is the um, heir apparent to Carpenter's uh, throne. Whether he surpasses John, it's going to take time to see how the the lasting uh, effects of his films years later. Like Condren, to this day, is still a horrifying film. So, uh, you know, that has still has staying power. Insidious is still a horrifying film. And uh, the Saw revolutionized torture porn. Even though the first one really wasn't that, you know, even though the first Saw movie really wasn't that, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't that, that, but then it launched things like Hostel and stuff like that with Eli Roth, which you don't like. (laughs) But it launched that stuff. But, you know, so you've got to give him his props, man. He is uh, – yeah, I agree with you. You have to give him his props that he's um, – he is the current master of horror. But I think that Mike Flanagan and I think that um, – I forget – I hate that I forget his name because he did such a great job with uh, Invisible Man. Um, Lee Wannell. Lee Wannell, yeah. Wannell. Yeah, he is uh, – man, I can't wait to see what he does going forward in the genre because they've amazed me. These and, and I'm excited for horror because of people like the, them. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of up-and-comers coming up. And Mike has done a lot of stuff. Uh, he's still continuing to do a lot of stuff on Netflix. So uh, he just uh, announced that he's doing the, the Midnight Club, I think, mm-hmm. based on the Christopher Pike novels. Uh, he's going to do a TV series about that. So he he may become like the master of TV horror. <laughs> well, yeah, he's really good at uh, like the House of Haunted Hill or the Haunting of Hill House. Uh, yeah. Is uh, it Hill House? Yeah. yeah so uh, um, that was such a great series that I've been wanting you to see so bad because it's so great. It's so well done. And, uh, and his Gerald's Game on Netflix Man, one of the best adaptations for from Stephen of a Stephen King novel or or short story in a long time. Like, uh, and then Doctor Sleep, he was able to take two feuding parents and put their works together and make what I think is one of the best horror films that came out uh, twenty nineteen uh, was Doctor Strange, not <laughs> Doctor Sleep, not Doctor Strange, Doctor Sleep, Doctor Strange. <laughs> it's a different movie. It is a completely different movie. Well, okay, let's move on. 
right, all right, okay. So this kind of connects to the GI Joe. Uh, let me get it right, get it up real quick. Okay, so a new Transformer movies is getting a 2022 June release date. Uh, but I also think it's going to connect to GI Joe. I think they were they were hinting at that at Bumblebee with John Cena's character, but all these announcements, you know, from these, these toy lines, I just think they're going to all end up being a shared universe. But what do you think of a new Transformers live action movie happening? Yeah, I I heard I think I heard this one before. I thought it was it might very well be animated. And oh, this one's going to be live action. Oh, there is an animated one coming, but this one's live action. I heard that it's gonna, it might take place like a prequel almost, like to before they get to Earth, like when they're like on whatever the country, uh, Earth that they're from. I forget where they're from. I'm not huge on Transformers, so uh, I did like the first one, Michael Bay Transformer movie. I did like it. Um, and uh, I didn't really see Bumblebee, but I heard it was really good. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool, and especially if it's a shared universe, it'd be kind of cool because those were kind of went hand in hand. Transformers and yeah. GI Joe, back when I was a kid. Although yeah. I was more in the Masters of the Universe, that was my stuff. Well, I was more in the Masters of the Universe as well, but I did play with my GI Joes. Uh, I didn't really play with the Transformers all that much. I had a couple, but I didn't play with them a lot. I watched the animated TV show, of course, but. Um, I don't like. I want to be excited for tr- another Transformers movie, and I, I really enjoy Bumblebee, but I don't know. I, I if it's going to be a shared universe, I'm excited. If it's not, if it's just another Transformers movie, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can ever get excited again about Transformers with what Michael Bay did to it. <laughs> so he ruined it essentially. He, he ruined it. Oh, there's no question about it. I would say that he ruined uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, too. Like, I still to this day haven't seen the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. I have not seen them. Just said, you know, I, I think I tried to watch one of them once, and I just couldn't. It's just that I'm not, I'm not down with the – I'm not huge on Michael Bay, man. Or and I'm not huge on Michael Bay. I'm not huge on Jerry Bruckheimer. I'm not huge on those guys. I'm not huge on them. Um, I have to agree he ruined Turtles. Uh, I won't agree with the first film, though. Um, I actually thought it was a fun, campy film. The sequel, however, is just... It's, it's, it's like watching Pooh explode on the big <laughs> <screen>. <laughs> It really is. It's just uh, <laughs> he says like watching. He says like watching poo explode on the screen on the big screen. Yeah, it's like I just got a vision of like poop with like some type of dynamite in it, and it just like exploded for like an hour and thirty minutes. It yeah. just like <laughs> the best part of that movie for me was Seamus. Seamus is in it. He is. Hmm. Uh. You know, Casey Jones was cast as uh, Arrow, uh, Stephen Emile, but he never showed up. <laughs> he never showed up. It was not Casey Jones. I, no, no one can replace – I don't even know the actor's name, 
But the guy that played Casey Jones in the uh, the Theater Munich shows in like the eighties. Yeah. That guy is he played just as when I think when I even see this man in movies today, I think Casey Jones. I don't know I don't know his name. He's Casey Jones. He was in uh what's that movie with uh Denzel Washington where like the the spirit like Colin? Yeah. He's Casey Jones in that movie. He's just serial killer Casey Jones. It was it was just in the, it, you know, no matter what he's in, that's Casey Jones. It's just like the dude that plays in Law and Order. Uh, Stapler, Sta- yeah. St- Stapler, he's gonna always be that guy. I don't care what he's in. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, when you play a character for so long, and then you, even when you go go away for like ten years, but you eventually come back to play that character again, which is what he's doing. Yeah, you're always gonna be known for that. I, I know him from that. I didn't watch Law and Order all that much, uh, but I know that's who he is. Uh, I'm interested in seeing him return, though, because I liked his character. But, uh, yeah, Casey Jones, yeah, uh, that guy. I don't know his name either. Uh, it's a weird name. Uh, but, yeah, he's Casey Jones. He's a great actor. He's a great character actor. Uh, he was in an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, too, uh, Collateral Damage. Uh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he he's always working, finding work, because he's, he's a great character actor. So, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. He, he will always be Casey Jones. He's uh, now moved into the role of, in movies, he plays like, like at one point he played like that rebel uh, partner or crazy person yeah. or criminal. Now it seems like he gets more of the roles like of the fatherly type at one point. Then now it's like probably like more of the grandfatherly type or something like that, which I haven't seen him in nothing in a while. But yeah, just he just he's a great actor. I, I can't tell you his name. I guess we can look it up, but I don't. I'm lazy. <laughs> but Casey Jones, he he was Casey Jones. That's my point. He was Casey. Uh, so I, I'm trying to think how we got on Turtle. Oh, Michael Bay. Yeah, of <laughs> course, Michael Bay. Uh, I I'm a fan of Michael Bay. I really am. Uh, I think he's just. I don't think he knows how to make a movie anymore. <laughs> you know? That movie he did with Ryan Reynolds. I know, I, know, I think you kind of liked it. And I liked it until a certain point, until someone died. <laughs> but then it just, kapooey, it just exploded. Uh, and just never was the same. And Ryan Reynolds, to me, couldn't save that movie. Um, and, and the only thing, and the thing about it is Ryan Reynolds, and God bless him, but he plays, he's literally playing the same character going forward in like every movie he's almost like samuel jackson who plays he plays essentially the same guy just in different variations of movies he's usually either very authoritative or very outspoken or very you know like like cussing the mf or whatever you know and then you have ryan reynolds who is like literally playing he's deadpool in like everything that he's been in here recently Uh, but i love him but yeah, just I agree with you. You couldn't really save it. I, I really liked it though, uh, but uh, it shocked me, and it's hard for me to recover from the beginning of that movie. Yeah, yeah. I won't spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it though. But <laughs> it's hard for me to not spoil it because I really like this guy. Like I think he's better than his brother. <laughs> you pretty much spoiling it. <laughs> People's gonna watch and be like, oh, that's Wesley. Oh, okay. 
Haven't said his name. You don't have to. You just spelled it out. Fine, fine. He is the better Franco, okay? He's the better Franco. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, I didn't say his first name, so it doesn't count. They know who he is. They will see him. They don't know if it's James or it's Dave. It's a Michael Bay movie they haven't watched. <laughs> well, James ain't in it. Oh, well, I just did. Well, you just fooled it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think James would be in a Michael Bay movie, but I don't know. That's why they got David because they could afford David. He they does a lot of Seth James. Rogen movies. I'm just saying. But they like, like I know they're, best, they're besties, man. They came up yeah. together on Freaks and Geeks, so of course yeah, they never did. They did team up on Freaks and Geeks. What an amazing show that didn't live. They should. You want to do reboots, TV series reboots? Reboot Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. No there's nobody, but I say it because it was it was a great one season show. Yeah, uh, I would love to see what those characters are like as parents. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know, it made me think about. I'm watching um, Royal Pains, and I'm trying to remember. No, it's not the same guy. Never mind. I was like, there's another kid. There's a guy that's on that show that popped up, and I'm like, where do I know him from? He played a kid actor in something, and I just can't think of who it is. But then, like, I thought Freaks of, when you said Freaks and Geeks, I was thinking back. I'm like, but now nah, just put their faces together. I'm like, it's not the same person. Um, I was thinking it was the main kid from Freaks and Geeks, which I haven't seen him in anything. Um, yeah, you know, we're talking about the main kid, like the yeah, yeah the Fred Savage prototype type of kid. Um, yeah, <laughs> which okay. that's who he was. It was like it was like one of years yeah, before, right. like the '80s. Uh, yeah. but, you know. Um, and uh, just to, as a good show, man, I'm glad that everybody that's on the show had some type of success later on in life, uh, except for that kid, I guess, because I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. Apparently, I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've seen him. He needs this reboot more than anybody. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> he's like at McDonald's right now, like, man, <laughs> I need this. I need this. But, uh, but uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My bad. As far as Transformers, yeah. As far as getting back to Transformers, um, if Michael Bay's not involved in any kind of way, I think it's the best news possible. <laughs> but um, I, I don't. I just don't know. I, I feel like this franchise just needs to go away for maybe ten years and come back. Uh, you know, to get away from the stink of Michael Bay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, f- I feel that's why Bad Boys 3 didn't ha- hire him as director because uh, of the stink he had. And I think that um, that was probably the best decision is yeah. not to hire him because uh, Bad Boys 3 is actually the best of the three films, <laughs> honestly. Even though it did something I really wish they didn't have done, had not have done, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for people because I, I love that person. But yeah. it's just, it just uh, but it also motivated. But see, it motivated the plot to go forward. But then the ending of the movie made that for nothing. Made it yeah. for nothing. And, uh, and that's the only thing, man. But yeah, mm. other than that, I liked the movie. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought Martin was good in it. Yeah, Martin was Martin. 
He was back to being Martin. I hadn't seen that Martin in 20 years. But <laughs> you know. yeah, well, We've been shackled with Big Mama's house for so long, we forgot what Martin Lawrence, the comedian, was about. Uh, and uh, and yeah. and he did such a great job in that movie. And and, and realistically, I felt like uh, this is how he would respond to these situations. Like, he's just like, I don't want to be. I ain't trying to be in this no more. I'm just trying to <laughs> relax and be at home. You know, and on my lazy chair and watch TV. Yeah, while you go play Super Cup. <laughs> you right. know, I, I I dug that movie though. I did enjoy the Michael Bay cameo, um, but I will say, as much as I did enjoy it, it did miss Michael Bay's bonker action scenes. Mm -hmm. But it had a really good story, which is what Michael Bay's not known for. So, <laughs> so. Yeah. If you're asking me personally, action or story, I'm always going to choose story. I mean, I've seen enough of Michael Bay action for a lifetime. So uh, you're right. I mean, that's the difference between, say, Bad Boys Three, and um, I'll see. I don't even remember the name of that movie with Ryan Reynolds. Something Six. It's Underground. Six Underground. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's the difference is it had no story. It Christmas, didn't. It really did. Bad Boys Three. It had story. It actually yeah. had some story to it. Yeah, you're right. I, thank you, Brandon. You're good at that's that's a that's a keen eyed uh, critic there. I know you don't like to call yourself a critic, but hey, it's keen eye there. Uh, I'll move past this Transformers mess. Uh, <laughs> I I kind of wanted to mention this just real quick. Then I'll get to the next three big ones. Uh, but Kevin Smith has said that Mallrats Two will bring back Ben Affleck's Shannon Hamilton. Now, I know you're not as big as on this universe as you once were, but were you a fan of Mallrats? Yeah, absolutely. It was, uh, for the longest time, it was like probably my favorite Kevin Smith film other than um, it would have went Clerks uh, before there's a Clerks too, it would, which is still, is, yeah. So it'd been Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, and then Dogma, but then Dogma, you know, kind of took the spot a little bit. But yeah, yeah, my point is, I like Mallrats. I always like, uh, uh, you know, all the characters. Uh, Jason Lee, Jason Lee is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Lee's in it. He's, he's, yeah, I forget. I forget. Uh, Jeremy London, I believe, who yeah. was on Party of Five, then just disappeared. Uh, and then Joey Lawrence, jo Joey Lawrence, not Joey Lawrence, not whoa. But the other, there's a girl who has the same name. Oh, oh yeah, Joy. She goes by Joy Lawrence Adams now. Yeah, okay. Well, thank you, finally. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, it was good. To, like, she was in, I think she was in that movie. Shannon, Shannon Doherty was in that yeah, movie. Uh, which, oh, she's, she's fresh off of uh, 90210, like, leaving that. So that was, like, her first little outing, I guess, at the post-90210. And, um, you know, it was just really cool to see her. Uh, but, yeah, I always liked I always liked uh, Mallrats. And it's pretty cool, uh, Brandon, that the one guy that, that – that, it's a schooner. That guy that was staring at the picture, he's the same dude that's in, uh, that was in The Hunt. He, he's, you know, the guy that uh, was very conservative and has the podcast, radio, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's that same yeah. guy. Um, 
and so he's still active, man. So that's good to see people. I I, I just I, I celebrate seeing people still acting, stealing stuff yeah. that uh, started way back when. I'm not uh, so surprised that he's bringing Ben back. I'm surprised he's bringing this character back because uh, I felt Ben was awful in that movie, uh, <laughs> which is not very – it's not a likable character at all either, but I just felt he was awful in it. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm excited he's coming back because I always love to see Kevin Smith and Affleck together. It's just – it's magic when it happens. And, it, and whether you like that last movie or not, their scene the in that movie, it just made me cry. You know, it just made me cry. Uh, I like ben, the movie, but ben, yeah, Ben was the best part about uh, reboot. Honestly, uh, when Ben shows up as um, not as Ben Affleck, but as Holden McNeil. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it was Holden McNeil reflecting as Ben Affleck over yeah. life, and um, and it was just really good to see that and that's the best part that's that's when the movie turned around for me and i just really got all emotional watching that movie because it's really good seeing you know you grew up watching the view askew universe man and yeah. you know you want to see these people but it's just i don't know kevin 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 hasn't done well recently but i hope that this will be good i like kevin though yeah i love kevin smith uh he actually liked one of my tweets uh, the other day, and I marked out over it. <laughs> uh, I was defending the movie Tusk, which I think is one of the most disturbing films I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it really is. Um, and I was defending it, and he liked it because someone was throwing shade towards him, and I, I guess I came to the rescue of Kevin Smith. All right. <laughs> but, Maybe you should, make sure you should plug our podcast with Kevin. Um, that would be uh, cool. Though. That would be cool. Yeah, I plugged the podcast. He said he would do it. Uh, that'd be awesome. Kevin Smith, man. Um, and this is not just because you just mentioned that he did that. He liked it, but I mean, it is. It is what it is. I do like Kevin Smith. Um, it just growing up, man. Like in '99 or so, where I first got into uh, Kevin Smith stuff. When I first seen Clerks on VHS. Uh, it it just made it made me want to be a, a filmmaker. It made me want to uh, do that because I really I found out that he did it on such a small budget, and and the way he cut corners to kind of make it work in it, cut co- corners, but it made the movie still stand out perfectly. You know the sh- the shade being down because you couldn't get the lock open, but in reality they're shooting at night, so that's how they can pretend like they're shooting during the day, day for night, and uh just a good he just uh he did a really good job and and his other stuff he just kept elevating and elevating uh i just thought that the reboot um i thought the reboot uh was pretty much essentially the same thing as strikes back and um but it was it was still cool to see jason muse it's still good good to see uh kevin smith uh so I mean, I'm all for him doing stuff, and you know, I'm all I'm all for the fat man. <laughs> That's he calls himself. Yeah, he's not I, fat anymore. He lost yeah. a lot of weight, and and hey, man, and that's what that's my motivation. This man is he he had a heart attack, I believe, but he but he actually got himself in shape, and so that is very motivating. Yeah. Uh, 
to to do the same thing. So there we go. Yeah, that's our plan for twenty twenty. Yeah, it's not getting any better. So. Yeah, murder hornets, man. Murder hornets. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, okay, up next, um, Tom Cruise plans to film in outer space with Elon Musk, SpaceX, and NASA helping. Okay. <laughs> so he plans on literally being the first actor to go in outer space and shoot a movie? Yes. Now, when you he's hear gonna, this, he's what gonna is die. your reaction? He's going to die. He's going to die. That's, that's how we're going to lose Tom Cruise. He's going to touch something, and he's going to be floating in outer space, and they won't be able to get him back. And so and, many people will be so happy about it because so many people hate him. So I don't. I don't hate him. I'm not a big. Fan. I'm not fan. I don't like his movies, but I don't want any human being to ever suffer. So I would. I would hope that he comes back safely to Earth. Um, but just it's just a dumb idea, Tom. Man, I know you have money. I know you can, but you gotta ask yourself: Should you? <laughs> you gotta ask yourself. Is this a good idea or not? And what if you do all that and the movie's a flop? Oh, it won't be, though. First movie ever filmed in space? People will flock to that. I do believe. I, I know people don't like him all that much. But here's the thing. People don't like him, but he's he's always stayed in, you know, in a mainstream as an A-lister. Uh, he's, I don't understand how, because of all the actors I ever hear about that people don't like, Top of that list is Tom Cruise, I but he's always maintained his status in Hollywood. I, I he's like Vin Diesel, but successful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just realized when I ignored the phone call, I wonder if it was unemployment being like, "Hey, let me solve your problem," and I just like, "Nope." Um, but yeah, let me. I'm listening. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, you do your thing. Uh, I just think I think what what he's doing here is legacy. Um, it's all about his legacy. I think um, you know uh, all the stuff he does, like with the he, he's defying gravity with the Mission Impossible stunts. Uh, he's just doing his thing with legacy. Um, ah, he is one crazy guy though. I think that's why I respect him though that he. All these stunts he does, I, I respect that tremendously. Uh, right. You know, but no, it wasn't, by the way. It, was, it wasn't. It was hogwash, is what it was. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's absurd that he thinks, hey, I'm going to go film this movie in outer space or film a scene in outer space, whatever he's doing. I think it's crazy, but that's who Tom Cruise is. He's crazy. <laughs> he's bonkers crazy. I mean, look at his stunts in Mission Impossible. Just look at him. Yeah, you know? he's, he's insane. Who's going to put up the insurance to go to space, though? That's, that's what I want to know. Nobody. <laughs> who's going to put up that insurance? Nobody. It was Scientologists. Um, that's who's going to do it. But, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's weird, man. Oh, no, don't do it. But, anyway, uh, what, uh, let me. Uh, I have some uh, movie news to bring up real quick. Um I seen. I don't know how true this is, but they may take the show Blacklist, the last episode. Do you have it in your movie news? No, I do not. All right, the show Blacklist, the very la the last season may uh, become. They may make it the whole season animated, 
um, to uh, because of uh, because of the uh, you know social distancing and shutdowns and stuff, but still kind of produce it to move it into animated uh, season. Not cartoonish animation, but still animation that looks ultra realistic, you know. But uh, uh, like kind of like what they did with Love, uh, Love. There's a Love, Death, and Robots, or Love, Something, and Robots. But just kind of make you know like that. Uh, wondered your your thoughts on not only that because I haven't seen Blacklist, so I don't. I've never seen the show. But what was your thoughts on because of social distancing and because of how things are? Uh, movies and features and things like that and shows doing an animated version of the show where you can just have the actors do voice work but then do really good animation to kind of get by what's your thoughts on that i don't think i don't think i'd be a fan of uh blacklist doing it uh i mean if it's i don't know i just it's i don't i haven't seen it i mean i've seen the spinoff they did um, redemption <clears throat> but I, I i don't know i just i think they should wait honestly uh until all this everything gets back to normal which supposedly if everybody does what they're supposed to be doing should be like in june or july so i mean yeah nobody's doing that <laughs> no, nobody is taking precautions nobody <laughs> it's so sad well, I'm taking precautions. <laughs> well, I'm glad. But, but I think they should just wait. I mean, I don't – it's just going to look weird, you know. It's like 14, 15 seasons already, mm-hmm. I think. Or maybe it's not that many, but it's it's up there. Uh, I heard um, it's a great show. I haven't watched it, though. But I think it just – it'll look weird. Is is this upcoming season their last? I believe so. It's what, it's what it, was, it was reading – that is their last. Um, I think that, I don't know, I, I've thought about that because, you know, I know actors would probably appreciate just not going on set, but just going into a booth and doing dialogue and lines. But in some animation looks really good. Like, I keep citing Love, I think it's got Love, Sex, and Robots. Uh, I don't want to be wrong. Uh, I'm looking it up real quick. Um is it Love, Death, and Robots? Yeah, De- Love, Death, Plus Robots. Uh, so it's a show that's on uh, Netflix. It's like a collection of different animated movies or animated shorts. Uh, and one of them, the animation, there's a couple of them, but the animation in one of them looks so realistic that I had to really kind of look at it uh, and see if it was real because it looked really well, looked really good. Um, and I think that they're capable of making animation look as good as live action. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I don't know how the action will flow, though, if they can make action respond. Like with Pixar, they're able to make action respond. They're able to make dropping something on the floor roll and bounce the way it should bounce, you know? Yeah, I just think it'd be very expensive to, for a yeah. TV show, you know? Uh, I mean, if they could do it, all power to them, but... I just know it's going to be very, really expensive. <laughs> to animate to animate a show, yeah, would be yeah. more expensive than to actually shoot a show. I, I assume, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead with yours. I I just want to get your thoughts on that. Oh yeah, I just I had two more. Uh, okay. 
new Star Wars movie directed by. Okay, I'm probably going to mispronounce his name again. And Tukini. I will correct you. No. Watiti. No, you got we got the last name right. What's the first one? Say it again. Taka? <laughs> Taika. No. Taika. Taika. Watiti. Taika All right. Watiti. All right. Anyway, it's being confirmed by Lucas Films. <laughs> Taika Watiti. I think On it's this. great. Uh Taika is uh and I was telling Dustin the other day that uh I think that Taika Waititi is one of my favorite directors uh in out now. Uh and his like he does uh what we do in the shadows. I think he's the director or the showrunner for that show. It's based off of a movie that he did as well, same title. Uh also he did Jojo Rabbit, which was excellent. Uh I think he did uh, Thor Ragnarok, I think he ever did that. Uh, he did a great job with that, uh, and um, it just man, the guy's the guy's brilliant. And so, and he's he knows how to mix comedy and real realness, and uh, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, him doing Star Wars, I'm all about that. Like, I like Taika. He, as a matter of fact, I think Taika actually also did a, on the um, Clone, not Clone Wars, but on. Um, What's the show that uh, Mandalorian? He does the voice of one of the robots. He does the robot uh, voice on one of the robots uh, as well. So yeah, I think he also even directed an episode or two. I'm not sure, but yeah, the man's good. The man's good. I like Taika. He's good. Um, All about Taika Watiti. Taika Watiti. I got you. <laughs> the only issue I have, and it has nothing to do with him, is Disney. You know. Will they let him do what he what, what he's envisioned to do? Because you know Disney, they kind of get in the way, especially with Star Wars. They really get in the way. <laughs> um, so that'd be my only uh, worry uh, is if Disney would let him do what he wants. You know, because mm-hmm. so far they haven't let anybody do what they want on Star Wars. That's why I feel it's so divisive. Because yeah, I mean fans may not like the movie. Uh, how it, its outcome is, but we hear so many conflicting stories in production, so that makes yeah. fans worrisome altogether, right there. I mean, just mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I just wonder how it would go down. Yeah, uh, the only and, one I, I can think of in recent memory that didn't have any issues was the Mandalorian TV show. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about that. Yeah, I, I, I want to say who is the showrunner? Who's the director of that show? Is it Tyrone? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, John Favreau. Yeah, which they got to give him leeway, I think, because he is. I mean, it is he. You know who he is. He, yes, you know, freaking yeah. Iron Man. He's the one that kicked off the cinematic universe, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, and he, uh, yeah. So he does a he he did an excellent job with that too. Uh, but and then they gave Ryan Johnson so much problems. Uh, although, also by the way, the Rise of Skywalker is streaming now on, on Disney Plus. <laughs> it's out there now, so the, I think the whole series now is on Disney Plus. Um, but um, I hate that for Ryan Johnson. I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know if that one with Ryan Johnson, uh, the last, the last Jedi, is that what it's called? Yeah. I don't know if that's on Disney Plus. It might be. I'm not sure. 
I would think it would be because you know it came before the light, the rise of the last whatever yeah. it's called Skywalker. Yeah, some people like like I don't know. Netflix had it for a long time. I don't know if they ever, you know, because stuff as stuff lose their uh, yeah. contract with other places, they slowly make their way to Disney Plus. Uh, I can't wait to. I don't know if I don't know if Into the Spider Verse will make it to Disney Plus ever. Or if that's going to go somewhere else. So. I love that yeah. movie. Since Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man still, so. So, yeah, Sony ain't going to give it up. Uh, not for They not. shouldn't. I mean, that's probably their biggest moneymaker, so I wouldn't give it up. And that took an animated – see, and that, I know well, I'm getting back to that real quick, but that took an animated movie – and made it, and you forgot, like, in, into watching the movie, you forget that it's animated. Yeah. And you really just enjoy just the movie. And yeah. uh, and they do they do a great job. And I can't wait till they do it the, again. I think that, I thought that they was going to try to get Tobey Maguire to actually reprise his role as Peter Parker, which that'd be pretty dope. It would be. Yeah. But they were going to ask him. In the last one, but I don't know what what happened. Why they didn't? But they they thought about it, and I think that would have even got more people in the theaters. Toby returning as Spider Man. I mean, but I think they may be saving that. I think they may actually do a live action version of the Spider Verse, and I think we may get Toby back. Uh, God knows we need him. I mean, you know, not saying Tom Holland's not doing good or nothing, just. It would be cool to see him just for a cameo return. Yeah. I would uh, ca- I would cast too, so. Yeah. I would cast as um Miles Morales. I will actually cast uh uh I would right now the only one I can think of is the kid that plays uh on um Stranger Things. Or or the kid that played in um it. The kid that played the young um what's his name mike i don't know his mike, name. yeah, yeah. Uh, him i would I cast that, him over the kid from stranger things yeah i think i'll cast him over the kid from stranger things because i think that he would uh i think he he, he kind of looks like he could be that kid you know um yeah. if it was a long time ago i would have said danny glover but you know not danny glover but uh chris uh, not, not chris what's his name uh uh freaking he's a rapper and he's an actor he was in uh, Donald Glover. There you go. You know what I'm talking about, dude. Yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. I don't know if you do, but okay. I do. I do. I've seen a couple of his films. Okay. But yeah, I'm sorry. What else you did? Okay. No, I didn't know he was a rapper. Yeah, uh, Childish Gambino. He had a he had a hit that came out a few years ago. This is America. Huh. Um, yeah, that was his hit. Um, He's also in the show Atlanta, um, which is a really, really good show. The uh, first season was really good. Um, I hadn't seen the second season. But, yeah, that's what I got. What you got? Well, I, I mean, as far as about Miles, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know who would fit that age group. I mean, trying to think. Other than that kid from uh, It or Stranger yeah, Things. Uh, I mean, I'm really trying to think here. I uh, just no, – nothing's coming to mind. Uh, 
I mean, if it had been a, like maybe five, ten years ago, I mean, maybe Michael B. Jordan, but but I mean, not now. I mean, he's yeah. well, he's getting close to thirty, so uh, I don't know. I think uh, that'd be a hard casting decision to make. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to cast right and make sure it's like it's like Back to the Future. Uh, they had Eric Stokes as you know Marty McFly, but it just wouldn't work. I can't see the whole movie. I can't see any of the Back to Futures with Eric Stokes. I think that it made more sense to recast that with uh, Michael J. Fox because Michael J. Fox he instantly becomes Marty McFly. And um, if I if I like if there's a remake that movie. I would definitely recast, uh, definitely cast the dude, uh, uh, Tom Holland. He yeah. he would be the only one I would think about to be Marty McFly. If they just recast that, and they could actually get away with get Christopher Lloyd to be Doc Brown because the guy's still acting. But I don't, like they were it, actually it, pitched this. Tom Holland said this. He was pitched. Him and Robert Downey Jr. were pitched to be Doc and Marty because of their chemistry, and Tom said no. That is one movie that does never deserves a reboot, remake. It's classic. It's perfect on its own. So it was a quick no from him. Oh. But I was thinking, it's like, wow. You know, he. I agree with you. He'd be the perfect Marty McFly. And Robert can do pretty much anything when he's got the right material. Yeah. yeah. So I could see him as Doc. I mean, their chemistry together, I could see that as Doc and Marty. I mean, no doubt. He's not Christopher Lloyd. No, and he'll play it differently. I think that Robert Downey Jr. would have played that role differently. He would have played it uh, not as – like, Christopher Lloyd played it frantic. Like, he's always – he's almost like, like with Kramer. You think of Kramer. That's how – you know, run for it, Marty. You know, he was like yeah. – just so, you know, like like always like thinking. And I think that Robert Downey Jr. would play it a little – like, he'll, he'll play it differently. Uh, but – it would have been perfect, but yeah, I, I understand why Tom said no. But we all we all want another Back to the Future. Yeah, and you know we and unfortunately, sadly, we know that Michael can't do it like that. Michael can't do it right now. Um, but um, and that's yeah, sad. Always, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I always hear he's getting worse and worse with his Parkinson. So, so yeah, it is unfortunate. Um, and I, I, th- I do think Christopher Lloyd would do it. I think even at his age, he would do it in a heartbeat. Because, uh, I mean, that's probably his – that is his that, – that's him. That's his character that he'll always be remembered by as Doc Brown. So uh, – uh, The way that they could do it is they could have – because remember in Back to Future 3, Doc ends up married to the teacher with yeah. two, two boys. Robert can be one of those boys that come back to uh, – come back to the future uh in order to uh uh save his father doc for, from something but but he comes back and overshoots it and uh michael it can pop up in there as just a cameo real quick and he says he can't he can't do it but maybe tom holly could play his son marty's son marty yeah. jr and they they could do it that way and that way the story's moving forward so you have Doc Brown's son, Robert Downey Jr., and you have uh, Tom Holland as uh, Marty's son, 
going forward. That's what I think that that'd be pretty cool. Uh, that'd, that'd be pretty cool. I love to see. Just I love Back to the Future. It's a soft spot for me. I love the I love the show, the movie, and um, and all of them, even the third one, which is not as good. I I still like them, and um, and it's and it saddens me. It saddens me that Michael J. Fox like can't act as he would like to act and do things. When he pops up in that one movie, See You Yesterday or See You See You Yes, whatever it is, See You Yesterday is on Netflix. He pops up in the cameo. I, I marked out. I'm like, oh my god, Michael J. Fox, but he's only in it for like a couple of scenes, and um, and you just like, man, just feel so good to see him. Yeah. Um, and 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 I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say this now, and I'm, and I'm sorry that I'm going there for you, but <laughs> I'm gonna be so emotional the day that the day he passes, and I pray it doesn't happen no time soon, but I know I'm gonna be so emotional because I'm yeah. Just I love I love Michael J. Fox. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Michael's. Uh, I, it wasn't always Back to the Future for me. Uh, it came that, but originally it was Teen Wolf for me. Uh, I saw that first, so I always thought of Teen Wolf uh, first. But yeah, I've always been a big fan of his. I haven't liked all of his movies, but like I always remember Doc Hollywood. Uh, Teen Wolf, Back to the Future is one. Life of Mikey. Yeah, Life of Mikey is one. Uh, he did one with um, Kirk, Kirk Douglas, I believe, called Greedy, I yeah. think. I think he was in it. He played yeah. like the grandson or something. Uh, I thought that was fun as well. Uh, Casualties of Akroyd. War. I think, I think he's in Casualties of War. It's yeah. like a Vietnam movie. Yeah, he is in that. Yeah. Yeah, with Sean Penn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a really – Heartbreaking film to watch. Yeah, I, I've always liked him. I, it's just Frighteners as another one. Uh, Frighteners kind of revived his career a bit for me. Uh, like, and it was like just seeing an old friend too. You know, Marty uh, Michael J. Fox, just in Frighteners as well. Uh, and then he uh, had a small role in Mars Attacks. He was in there. Uh, yeah, I think he's like the press secretary or something like that. Um. But yeah, it just oh man, I just like Michael J. Fox. So. <laughs> but uh, but okay, uh, let's let's get back to the uh, the Star Wars thing. Uh, do you th- you think Disney will let him do his thing? Um, uh, you know that's a hard one to say, honestly, because you're right. They te- they have a tendency to meddle. Like Star Wars, yeah. the first one, not the first one, the first new one that they came out with that introduced uh, Finn and, you know, Ray and stuff was great. And then Disney started meddling in the second one. And then that's when it went to what it is. And so you can't really really blame Ryan Johnson because he tried to him and do it and take it in a different way and try to take it in a way that maybe Disney wanted them to take it. And um, then, like, it took um, who was it? That, who was it that did the first one anyway? Not Brian Singer. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams, yeah. Uh, and J.J. Uh, comes back and does the last one, um, but Disney didn't meddle as much. But J.J. had to try to fix some stuff. Yeah. It just it was it was Disney has a way of doing it. You're right. So I don't know. It could 
very well. Uh, maybe that's what Tycho should, uh, you know, say. If I do this, you got to let me do this. Yeah. And let me do what I want to do regardless. No, no input from the studio. Let me do this. I think that's one of the problems. Uh, even though I love the movie was solo, that was all over the place uh, with production problems and firing the directors middle of the shoot. It, it just was all over the place. But I think the final product was still good. It's just you know Disney has a tendency of to get involved. Mm-hmm. Even in the MCU, they've had issues with directors. I mean, Mickey Rourke as an actor had an issue with Disney. <laughs> And Iron Man too, uh, but you know I just if they just let these guys, you know, have creative freedom to do, if they're fans of Star Wars, they're gonna do it right anyway. Uh, you know, you wouldn't want anybody that wasn't a fan of Star Wars to direct your Star Wars movie. Uh, I wouldn't think, you know, uh, but I don't know. I, I I hope they let him do his thing because he is a good filmmaker. Uh, I see that with Thor, Ragnarok, which is the only one I've seen. Uh, of oh, the done. Thor movies? Oh, oh, oh yeah. what he's done. Okay. Uh, what he's done. Uh, that, that was great. I know you you give Jojo Rabbit high praise. <laughs> so. Best movie of last year, man. Yeah, Best honestly. movie of last year. And I, and I still hold it. I still say that even after seeing Parasite, even after seeing uh, uh, 19, was it 1917? Yeah, which was really good. Uh, but Jojo Rabbit was just... It's a totally different movie, man. Peanutbell Butter Falcon is also really good. Oh, I just hope they do it right. But I'll go to the last one I have for today. Okay. Which I've saved this for last because I know you're a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of it. I had a t-shirt made in 1993 when it came out. <laughs> Demolition Man 2. Your thoughts? I'm still on saying it's happening. Um, we could finally find out how to use the seashells. That's the most important question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. Uh, well, we need them now because the shortage of toilet paper because of the pandemic. No, uh, <laughs> no. Hey, I'm I'm all for it. I, I would. Um, I like to see where they go with it. Um, I always thought Sandra Bullock was his daughter, so it's weird that they kind of had a relationship. I just think that's weird. But other than that, yeah, I don't know. Sandra Bullock coming back, it'd be great if she is too. She ain't doing nothing these days. <laughs> Let's get Sandra back. I'm all for it. Even get Eric Banner. Eric Benet. Eric Banner, is that his name? Uh, I think the, he was in it too. Yeah, Rob that guy. Schneider. Rob Schneider. Uh, Brad. They're not doing anything. Get well, uh, well of course, Wesley is dead, so can I but get him? could he, could, I, I, I feel you got to bring back Simon. I feel you got to, uh, somehow, some way. He, he was in a totally different movie from everybody else, uh, which was which great. Which made it that much better. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Leary was in it. Uh, Dennis Leary was in it. Um, but did, no, did the reason do, I'm, the real did. reason I'm all for this movie is uh, because of the world we live in today. Demolition Man was the most accurate futuristic movie I've ever seen. The social distancing, the not using toilet paper, <laughs> the seashells. I mean, the Taco Bell, man, come on. 
Hey, it it successfully predicted a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. No lie, it really did. Uh, and yeah, I'm all for it. I think the year it takes place in the year is 2019, 2018, 2019. I think it's the future for them in that movie. Was that right? It's close. I don't know exact exact year, but it's it close. Was, it was like that, 2018, 2019. Uh, I, I think it had to be something like that. It wasn't like it was crazy. It's funny watching movies that was made in like in the '80s or early '90s because they thought that this year would be like futuristic. They were way off. Yeah. <laughs> they were way off as far as like, but they did successfully predict some stuff. Like Back to the Future successfully predicted flat screen TVs. They did that. They keyless entries. Where you get open the house door with just scan your fingerprint or whatever. You can do that. That is a real thing. Video conferences. We're doing Zoom right now. That wasn't real. That was not real back when Back to the Future and stuff like that made this. But it's a thing. Uh, VR. Like in uh, in Demolition Man, they had VR headsets, although they was having sex. They were having sex using it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) We will get there, Aaron. We will get there. (laughs) That will happen. Social distancing at its finest. And (laughs) you're right. That is social distancing. They didn't even touch each other. Um, Jingles, commercials were, like, popular. People would quote commercials. It's going to be weird. You're right. I can't wait to see this movie. You got me pumped. (laughs) Do with it. But uh, I, it, it could be really bad, and I'm okay with it if it turns out really bad. It's just I want to see John Spartan again because mm-hmm. I want to see how he's adapted, you know, to this. It'll be like what 30 something years now, almost 40. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm looking it up. I, you could probably look it up faster than me. Um, <laughs> uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man Year. Year takes place. Um, oh, 2032. So we ain't there yet. <laughs> we ain't there yet. But we are. <laughs> but we are. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it's 2032. Because uh, you know what's funny? In uh, Blade Runner, Blade Runner takes place in like 2019, and uh, and it and it successfully predicted some stuff like a lot of advertisements and it didn't have flying cars right. Although I went on record in my in my review of that saying that I like the sequel to Blade Runner better than the original, which I still stand by that it was a better movie. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry to jump off on that. It's just I'm excited to see Demolition Man. And uh, and slide reprise that role. Yeah, I mean, it's not even the fact that it's it's a Sylvester Stallone project for me. It's just the world of demolition. I was really amazed at the that the world that uh, freezing somebody for twenty five, thirty years, whatever it was, and bringing them to that world. That just it fascinated me as a kid. And then for whatever reason, you, you bring in Simon Phoenix. You know, the unthaw him, why would you unthaw a guy like that? But regardless, 
what the story's going to be. I'm just excited to see that world again. They also unthawed Jesse, the body mentor, as well. Let's yeah. not forget that. He That's, was in the movie as well. Um, he would be back. <laughs> he would not be back. But I would like to see a really good enemy uh, in the in the movie. Yeah. You know what would be funny? They killed but Simon, they, though. Man. They, they, you they know what would be funny, though? Say Simon had some relatives that got frozen. Say Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> oh, that would be kind of dope. Uh, or... Yeah, I can see that. Uh, or it'd be kind of dope to see them. What they did is someone collected Simon's DNA and cloned him. And uh, I don't know why they would do that, but they cloned him. And uh, and that clone wakes up just as violent as Simon. Yeah. So I mean, Simon too. It's like saying cloning dinosaurs. Why would you do that? Makes for an entertaining film, though. <laughs> yeah. If it's not for that, Jurassic World. Jurassic World. I'm sorry to jump on that. Man, it's it seemed like it seemed like a good park to go to. Yeah. Uh, until like, you know, someone said, Hey, these are not scary enough. Let's create a dinosaur that's invisible. Yes, let's do that. That's a great idea. Stupid. We're getting close to it though. Uh, I know you don't really follow him, uh, but Steve Alton is creating this, like, Meg Island. It's supposed to be like a virtual reality kind of thing. But he says some of the, I don't know, some of the creatures are real. Uh, He's, I don't know. It's just, it's just. I think people are are starting to play with it a little bit too much, you know. I think Jurassic Park is probably closer to happening than we think i really do clever girl well it'd be uh it'd be interesting to see i would not go there but i would love to you know yeah no, no it's not a good idea it's not good i'm idea. gonna go to meg island of course you would of course you would you would be the one guy that will be purposely eaten by a shark trying to Absolutely. do something like trying to do something like pet a shark or something you are that guy Uh, I would would swim with a shark and I can't swim and it wouldn't last more than five seconds but those five seconds would be glorious he's going to try to recreate the the, uh, scene from zombie uh, with the dude (laughs) you're going to do that you're going to be that guy that was the best scene in the movie it really was but uh, (laughs) all right, yeah that's it for movie news I say Uh, yeah We'll be back on Friday doing a Does It Hold Up? We are watching, um, I just finished watching Can't Hardly Wait. Brandon, you watched. um, Not another teen movie. When did you watch that? Sunday, was it? Monday. Monday. Uh, And and I'm going to try to watch uh, Not Another Teen Movie today. Um, And we're going to talk about it on Friday. Friday. Plus, more movie news on Friday, right? Yeah, we'll have five topics on movie news. It'll be a shorter episode because of the episodic podcast episode. But, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with five topics. Uh, then we'll, I guess, jump right into does it hold up? Yep. And uh, if uh, Brandon also stated that what we'll do as well is if there is trailers launching or dropping or anything like that, we'll try to hold off so we can react to them together. 
um, and uh, watch them. Although you did see our reactions, you do uh, we just watched it and then we talked about it. Um, I wish there's a way to do it where we can do it all three at the same time, but I don't know how to do all that. I'm new to Zoom. I pro it's probably on YouTube to tell me how, but I don't know. Let me know in the comments how to do it. But uh, anyway, anything else you want to say to the people there, Brandon? No, I got nothing else to add. All right. I got nothing else to add other than thanks for marking out with us here at the Mark Out Movie Podcast. <laughs>